Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Sun Gray. I'm excited about today's interview because it harkens back to the reason the show began. To create a community of help and support for small business entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs. My guest today is Director Edward Haddock of the Small Business Administration. You know why he's busy now that you know that. Director Haddock began his SBA career in 2011 as an economic development specialist in New Jersey. There, he worked on many programs ranging from veterans business development to grant writing at the Women's Business Center and most notably, the recovery effort for small businesses impacted by Hurricane Sandy. It was in 2013 that Edward came to live in Arkansas to first work in the Fayetteville Northwest Arkansas communities. Two years later, he moved to Little Rock in the role of Deputy Director for the Arkansas District of the Small Business Administration. Interestingly, prior to working for the SBA, Edward also served 12 years of active duty for the U.S. Air Force, where he spanned the globe supporting both combat and humanitarian operations. Through the GI Bill, Mr. Haddock earned a Bachelor of Science in Organizational Management from John Brown University and his MBA from Rutgers. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table the smart, experienced, hardworking director of Arkansas Small Business Administration, Mr. Edward Haddock. Carrie, hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on today. One of my teammates is going to jump in here, Jeff, uh, and he's going to make sure we can answer any questions that you do have for the last half hour of the show. Uh, as you know, things are hectic. I mean, obviously, um, not only from a healthcare perspective uh, and a, and a uh, health pandemic right now, but uh, our small businesses are suffering some major disaster from this as well. And, and those are the ones that we're we're gearing up with this new um, CARES budget that was passed in order to supplement and, and roll out some new programs. So, a lot of the relief effort is coming directly out of SBA. Uh, and that puts us uh, front and center in helping to uh, help these small businesses keep their employees, keep them paid, and, and survive throughout this uh, this pandemic. Uh, before we really get started into that, I also want to tell our listeners that you and I met when I first interviewed back in 2018, and I was surprised to learn in that interview what a rebel you had been in your youth, and you joined the Air Force <laughs> as as a way to bring discipline into your life. And that during another time in your life, you were living and working for the SBA in New Jersey when Hurricane Sandy hit, and you helped with the rollout of Grow New Jersey Strong program. We are living, like you just said, in unprecedented times, the first and hopefully the last pandemic. How has the procedures learned in the military and the Hurricane Sandy's experiences prepared you for the current coronavirus pandemic you're managing now? And how do the Hurricane Sandy recovery efforts differ from those today from the COVID-19 crisis? Uh, that's a great question. You have a fantastic memory, Carrie. I appreciate you uh, reaching back into my past and pulling those things forward. So absolutely, uh, you know, really, I think the military helps us all deal with um, many moving parts at the same time. And, and it's given me uh, the ability um to support leadership in, in many different ways. I think as things are constantly evolving and changing, 
from the military, I've gained uh, a lot of experience on adaptation, how to be adaptable, how to improvise and, and kind of work through changes. And uh, right now we're dealing with, you know, changes that are happening on an hourly basis, which really can be uh, very challenging, not only for the communicators and the individuals here in the field, but uh, you got to remember uh, our agency is, has just gotten a $349 billion budget, which is about a hundred times more than our normal budget. And uh, really the, the, uh, the staff that's handling it in the district offices have not changed. Um, I know SBA is ramping up its staffing in, in our disaster offices to make sure we can help support that. But it's really um, managing an ambiguity and, and making sure that you're, you're trying to communicate with your team and support them uh, as we're all putting in a lot of hours. Uh, it, it can be physically exhausting, but um, ultimately what we have to do is we have to get the correct information out uh, to small businesses and to lenders uh, while we go through this. And, and that's where SBA is really the beacon and the light to be able to provide that accurate information that, that people can trust and they can rely on as they make decisions in these uncertain times. Also in that oh, interview, please. which was very good, by the way, and I recommend all small business owners go listen to that pre, uh, prior podcast where you talk about financial literacy. You also talked about reinventing yourself and the determination it took to change the trajectory of your life, which was making the decision to leave the Air Force and move your career path into the private sector. Many people listening today may be feeling somewhat that way as the trajectory of their lives are changing. Can you speak to that time of your life and how you overcame your fears? Well, I don't, I don't think I ever overcame my fears. I think I just dealt with them, right? I think um, we're all in, in unprecedented times, and, and a lot of times in our lives, it's, it's not until the lowest point do we really truly rise not until we have a challenge that's in front of us that we don't think we can conquer or we don't see our way out of it while we're in the middle of it. Um, but those really prepare us for future growth opportunities. I think you'll see most people tend to thrive after um, devastating loss um, and, and loss that may help them reassess what's important in their life. And I think I did the same thing uh, leaving the military and, and try to do the same thing as every time we're, we're facing a new um, really unchartered area. And I think uh, COVID-19 and, and uh, the pandemic we're dealing with is exactly that. But it's helping us uh, hopefully go back and find out what is important in our lives. You know, we will get through this. We will get through this together. Um, but it, it's up to you on how you get through this. Now that you have street cred with my listeners, I want to spend the rest of our interview talking about how to apply for the Paycheck Protection Program, the CARES Act, and then there's also the smaller $10,000 disaster relief grant. I have applied for both and can speak about how the online process went from a business owner's point of view. And you can speak on the execution and the process from the SBA's point of view. I want to tell everybody that you're listening to Up In Your Business and that I'm speaking today with director of the Small Business Development Center in Little Rock, Arkansas. Stay tuned. Much more to come. It's patriotic season and bunting makes a real impression in your neighborhood. It also has practical applications for crowds. Political events are incomplete without bunting. And so are the parade routes and all the floats. By land or by sea, we have all your flag needs covered at theflagandbanner.com, your flag display experts. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30, and Saturday, 10 to 4. I'm speaking today with director of the Small Business Development Center in Little Rock, Arkansas. So 
let's go ahead and talk about the three government bailouts. There's the $1,200 individual. Does that go through the SBA or is that? Or is nope, that, that, is, that is not through us. That's going to be a, a direct. Okay. And then there's the SBA disaster relief grant that I just mentioned. That's the $10,000. Let, let's unpack that before we go too much further. Let me, uh, uh, if I could, and I think that's one of the areas that I, I really want to make sure we're, we're clear about. Uh, so the CARES Act was the uh, the legislation that was passed and signed into law that, that funds a couple programs uh, to help increase relief for our small businesses. Uh, so the first one we had um, was what's called Economic Injury Disaster Loan. Uh, and we started that one back on the 23rd is when we were um, authorized as a state to start applying for that economic injury disaster loan. So similar to my Sandy experience, Hurricane Sandy in New Jersey, right? Uh, a physical disaster is declared. The state asks for assistance. SBA comes in and does direct loans to not only businesses that are impacted, but homeowners, renters, et cetera. So that was how this thing all started with the disaster declaration, because SBA didn't really have any additional provisions it could use because it was legislatively mandated to go ahead and use the existing authority. So when Arkansas was uh, requested assistance from SBA, uh, we expedited that and got Arkansas declared a disaster area. And uh, shortly after that, the entire country, uh, once the legislation got through, uh, the administrator, Jovita Carranza, was able to certify all 50 states and U.S. territories. So normally what happens, SBA comes in the event of a disaster and does direct loans. Uh, well, not only did we have that for Arkansas, but now we have that for 50 states and U.S. territories. So we have just an overwhelming demand on SBA to do these disaster loans. And this is the economic injury disaster loan uh, that you mentioned. And now through the CARES Act, uh, that has been supported with an option. Uh, it's called the Idle Advance. And oh. what it is is an option for an up to $10,000 advance on this loan. Now, the unique part of that is, A, we never had the advance component. So that's new, and that's that was authorized under the CARES Act. So a small business would go in in a really streamlined form and fill out a couple pieces of information and submit their idle loan request, which is an economic injury disaster loan. And then in that process, they have the option of clicking the advance, the idle loan advance, which can give them an advance of up to $10,000 that will not have to be repaid. So it's not two separate loans, even though I filled it out on two separate days and two separate weeks. It's an advance on the payroll protection program. Specifically, the idle advance is an advance, which will turn into a grant uh, under the CARE program. However, you're still applying for the economic injury disaster loan. The idle advance, again, a $10,000 advance, and what that is based on, it's based on the number of employees that you have in your business. So if you're a sole proprietor and you say, I have zero employees, you're not going to get a $10,000 grant. That's going to authorize you one employee headcount and you would get a $1,000 advance. That's why we want to set the record straight and make sure we're providing the most accurate information to those out there. This is not just a grant for a business, nor is it a grant to start a business. I have 25 employees. Would I get $10,000? 
it would be up to $10,000 if you have all 25. The Office of Disaster Assistance is calculating is $1,000 per person is what we're being told. So should you fill out both of these applications? So it's all one application because ultimately, in this sense, you're applying for the economic injury disaster loan. What you're doing in this process is you say, look, my business has been directly impacted by COVID-19. It's suffered. It's got an economic injury to it. And I'm applying for assistance from SBA to help me cover the costs that are associated with my business during this time. That's what you're doing when you apply for a loan directly from the SBA. But Edward... On March 30th, the first day that, that, that I saw that you could apply for the economic injury disaster loan, I went in and filled out a very simple five-page application. Yes, Should everybody still be doing that or just go so straight to the that, CARE application? So what happened, Carrie, in that process is you were one of the early adopters. You went in, and under our old system, you filled out the application, which required a bunch of additional documents. You know, it was about five pages, but what we were using was the traditional economic injury disaster loan methodology for processing. We were requiring all the same forms. We were making it as onerous as it normally is. Well, SBA says, you know what, we can't do that because it's not one state we're talking about here. This is all 50 states and U.S. territories. We're not going to be able to, to maintain that type of volume on this system. So the system started having challenges. SBA quickly brought the system down, and you saw an interim process where you could download the application, fill it out, and resubmit it through the box. Oh, that's the one I did because it was really easy and was not onus at all. So then once you submitted it from the box, SBA then a couple of days later was able to get the new system up, which is the streamlined uh, application system with the idle advance option. So the new way, and when people go to the website now, what they'll see is they'll see a pretty streamlined process, and they have uh, an option there to go ahead and click if they'd want the idle advance, and they will go ahead and put their direct deposit information in there. They will attest to the number of employees. They will sign all the certification saying, I agree, this is what the money is going to be used for. I'm attesting that my business has had injury to it based on COVID-19. All that is all online in that streamlined system. We, mm -hmm. we have to be very particular when we're talking about these two. That is for the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. And that is, that is a direct loan from SBA. The CARE Act, which is the legislation, authorized another program called the Paycheck Protection Program. Now, the Paycheck Protection Program is part of the $349 billion authorization in CARE, the CARE Act. This rolls out another loan program that's not done directly through SBA, but through all of SBA's lending partners across the country in order to help provide assistance and uh, provide liquidity to businesses as they go through COVID-19. So you do go to the Economic Injury Disaster Loan page on the SBA and, and click the idle advance $10,000. And then you go to your bank and fill out the payroll protection program through your bank. So there are two separate applications, correct? Yes, absolutely. There are two separate applications because it's two separate programs. Okay, so one, everybody can do without a banker, without anybody. They can go to covid19relief.sba.gov, and they can fill out the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, five simple pages, and it was so incredibly easy. And then you're going to click the idle advance and get the $10,000. When is that money going to come out to everybody? 
that's the big question. We don't know that. And, and I, I would very uh, caution you in saying you're going to get the $10,000. Well, yeah. Again, it's up to $10,000 based on the number of employees you have. Uh, we want to make sure we're getting the right information out to the public and, and letting them know that this is very specifically part of an economic relief stimulus package uh, that has a very direct intent. I bet the fraud is crazy. That's what we're trying to make sure we prevent, and that's why the systems are set up in place the way they are. Mm-hmm. And so then, after you've done that, then you go to the one which is called the payroll it is, protection. It is actually called the Paycheck Protection Program. Okay. What I do is, is an educate businesses on, you don't necessarily have to go to both of them. What the businesses need to understand is what are they seeking relief for? It's great that these programs are available, but what impact is your business suffering from? Is it because you don't have the payroll ability to pay your folks uh, because you're not bringing in a, enough revenue and you've got, Uh, like you said, 25 employees that you're trying to take care of? Or are you a sole proprietor, only have one or two people in your business, and you really have more of a need to get inventory on your shelves, and you don't necessarily have the revenue to support that right now, for instance, grocery stores, et cetera. So we really have to understand what is the need in the business before we just go out and apply. I mean, it's great to get in and apply, for one or the other or both of them if they if you have a reason to apply for both of them. So I am when people ask me all the time I say go do the economic injury disaster loan and get the idle advance but you really should only do it because it's only going to be for payroll. So if it's not for payroll, don't even bother spending your time doing it. No, the idle, the economic injury disaster loan, is for any use of proceeds that the business has. It's not only for payroll. The economic injury disaster loan can support a business that has economic injury from a disaster. So that's different than just payroll. Now, what the Paycheck Protection Program does is it sets this up specifically to help keep employees in small businesses during this time and help those uh, businesses survive through this time. The Paycheck Protection Program was set up specifically for paycheck protection in small business. And so, yes, most of the use of proceeds for this is to help pay payroll costs. Now, the great part about the Paycheck Protection Program under the CARE Act is it provides for forgiveness in this loan that you would get from your banker who's doing the PPP loans, it allows a provision of forgiveness if these expenses are used to pay payroll costs directly related to keeping employees working or rehiring your employees that you had to lay off. Okay. So the economic injury disaster loan, I keep going back to, it, you get $1,000 for every employee, but you can use it for other things. You get $1,000 for employees that, that doesn't have to be repaid. That doesn't have to be repaid. So it could, okay, got it. So then you, then if you want to go for, to the PPP, it must be used for payroll protection program. And it sounds like almost all businesses under 500 person is eligible to apply. 
Yes, they've really expanded eligibility under the Paycheck Protection Program in order to to really use that as the major means of liquidity. Uh, And it's not only for-profit businesses, which SBA is normally known for, but it's also for nonprofit businesses. uh, And they will open it up for independent uh, contractors and sole proprietors for those applications as well. And then you have to have been in business by February the 15th. That's correct. And... um... The purpose of the loans are, like you were saying, salaries and commissions. Yes, they're to support direct and indirect payroll costs to the businesses. And there's some other eligible debt expenses that, that can be rolled in there, such as if you have utility payments or mortgage interest payments. You know, for, a, a, let's say, a business that, uh, a restaurant business that has a bunch of employees and it has uh, those individual employees, their salaries plus major wages, tips, and commissions that they may be making, plus it also has to pay a mortgage interest or, or rent on the facility that it's located in, plus it may have some utility payments because it's got to you know pay some electrical, the gas, the water, the sewer, et cetera, during these times, and it's not open and able to function. Well, that's a perfect opportunity to then apply for the payroll protection program, and it, it extends up to two and a half times of the average monthly payroll for that business in low loan proceeds that ultimately can be forgiven if the borrower can prove that that's what they spent them on is those payroll costs and those essential costs. So 70, up to 75% of the forgiveness will be used for payroll forgiveness in that loan. Now they don't ask you when you go online. They don't. They only ask you about salaries and commissions and group benefits that your company pays. Are the only things they ask you. Then they give you two and a half times your monthly employee expenses. They give you two and a half times that monthly sum, even though you said twenty five percent of that can be spent on mortgage, rent, and utility payments. They don't ask you what those are. I would be cautious because for for the application for the PPP. In the application, you do have to substantiate with your lender, because this is done through all different banks that are around uh, Arkansas. You have to go to your lender and and have to substantiate your payroll costs with them uh, in order to apply for the loan directly with them. That This is not an SBA loan that you're getting directly from us. This is where you're going out and getting a loan directly from a bank that's using SBA authority to get that loan. We're guaranteeing these loans at 100% to the bank. So if I wanted to apply for more than my payroll costs, could I call my lender and say, can you add on some rent and mortgage? Okay. Now, there's covered costs that are eligible to be calculated in this payroll, and that's payroll and some essential mortgage utility, mortgage interest utility, et cetera. That's it. But on the application, it doesn't ask you your rent or your utilities. On the Paycheck Protection Act application, uh, control number 32450407, uh, average monthly payroll, it's got a a block. Then it says times 2.5 plus EIDL if you're refinancing an economic injury disaster loan. Right underneath that, it says purpose of the loan, select more than one if you have more than one, payroll, lease, mortgage, interest, utilities, or other. So right there in the Paycheck Protection Program borrower application form, it does specifically ask for that, and then it goes into the applicant ownership. And it also asks in here to substantiate those costs, and that's what your your lender has to do with that borrower in order to make sure that this loan is guaranteed and meets the intent of the Paycheck 
protection program. So I checked that box, and then later on I was asked to submit my payroll amount, and I, I submitted it, but it never asked me my rent amount or my utility amounts. I would definitely contact the, the banker that you're working with on yours. Oh, really? So it could be their application form. That's correct. If they're not using the application form that we gave them. Because I checked that it, I wanted to cover the rent, the utilities, and um, and the and the payroll, but I only got asked to give the total amount of my payroll and never got asked what my rent was or what my utilities were. So I thought, well, maybe they're not eligible. So we can definitely continue this. And I know uh, Jeffrey has called in and he's available to continue the conversation with. Jeff is my Northwest Arkansas senior area manager, uh, and he's been working with our borrowers over the last uh, probably 15 to 20 days uh, and our borrower team uh, communicating all the messaging and making sure the borrowers are fully supported as they go through this. So I think he's going to be a fantastic uh, resource for you guys to use as you're uh, finding out more about how you can specifically apply and what's eligible for these different programs. Thank you so much, Director Edward Haddock of the SBA of Little Rock, Arkansas. You have been so good. I know you've got an important phone call you've got to go to. We will catch up again later. Thanks for taking care of us. Stay healthy. We need you. Thank you so much, Carrie. You have a great one, and good luck to all your small businesses out there and yourself. Thank you. This is a great place to take a break. We'll be back. Flagandbanner.com's Brave Magazine. Proud to underwrite up in your business with Carrie McCoy. Weekly interviews that offer a mentoring platform for those with an entrepreneurial spirit and encouraging listeners to press forward when facing failure. In other words, be brave. Brave Magazine is distributed twice a year, and our goal is to inspire you to celebrate your own bravery and recognize it in others. Sign up for your free subscription at flagandbanner.com. Flag and Banner's Brave Magazine, always spotlighting stories of bravery told by Flag and Banner customers to our sales staff. The Department of Arkansas Heritage recognized our magazine by requesting all past and future editions of Brave be sent to the Arkansas State Archives for preservation. Advertising opportunities and free subscriptions available at flagandbanner.com. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. Hey, Jeff, are you on the line? Yes, ma'am, I sure am. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for joining us. So we were talking how... um, Edward and I were talking about the SBA and um, the eligibility, and then we were talking about how to apply. Have you been having any problems with anybody applying up there? Well, you know, you know I'm handling you know calls from across the state. We all are. We're, we're we're all working in tandem to deliver everything we can to all the small businesses across the state. You know, there's, there's some confusion out there, but with the new streamlined application for the EIDL, and then the fact that you're working with your local banks on the the PPP or the Paycheck Protection Program, it's making it a lot better. And, you know, we're actually seeing money get into small businesses. So has any of the money so, been released so, yet? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's $400 billion that's going out so far. And I, I know, you know, part of that is going to Arkansas small businesses as well. So absolutely the money's getting out there. Is that from the uh, Economic Injury Disaster Loan or is that from the, um, from the advance or is that from the PPP? Well, I, I know a good chunk is coming out through the PPP, um, and without having the numbers right in front of me, I'd hate to have you pin me down, but I think I think some of that's coming out on the uh, the EIDL or the IDL advance. Well, well, that's really good and fast. Uh, let's talk about if you don't have um, a relationship with a bank, 
There are a lot of small businesses in underdeveloped communities in um, in Little Rock and probably elsewhere in Arkansas that just don't have neighborhood banks, and those people don't have um, a banking relationship with anybody. Do you have any advice for them? Sure. I mean, you know, the, the best time to develop a relationship with the bank uh, was either yesterday, um, and the second best is today. Um, but you can get on the SBA's website, and when you're looking at the PPP loan program, you can click uh, on Find a Bank or Find a Participating Lender, put in your zip code, and it'll list uh, just a ton of banks. And then we're adding more banks. Uh, I hate to say daily because I think it's, it's like hourly, but um, there are tons of banks coming online every day. Because my bank won't take any new borrowers at this time. They are only doing already existing customers. Yeah, I'd highly suggest just going to the website. There'll be a ton of banks. I mean, if you, you, know, if you name all the major players in the state, uh, you're going to find out that, that pretty much all of them um, are involved in it. And then a lot of the smaller banks are as well. Is that SBA.gov? SBA.gov. And if you click on the learn more about the, the coronavirus uh, right there on the homepage and just follow it in for funding options and under the TTT icon, there'll be a big blue bar that says find a participating lender or find a lender. I want to take a minute to tell everyone that you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Jeff Salzer. He is the Senior Area Manager for the U.S. SBA in Arkansas. Uh, we're talking about how to apply for payroll protection program. In the earlier part of the show, we were talking about how to apply for the economic injury disaster loan with a maximum amount of $10,000. If you missed that, you can go back and listen to the podcast later. Let's talk about what I hear people say is that they don't know what forms they need before they get on. You need to be prepared to answer these questions because once you find a lender who's going to partner with you to, for this loan, and this loan is guaranteed by the SBA, so I would think that there would be lots of banks that would be willing to loan this money. You need to have your documents in order, and you need to have some questions answered. So before you log on, you need to have gone to your website and found a lender and probably called them, and you need to get your login credentials from them, open an account and get your banking credentials from them. And um, then it's not that hard after that. We put a list of the items that you need, the 2019 payroll costs, year-to-date costs, number of employees as of December 31st, number of employees as of December 15th, industry or business classification, which is the NAICS code, which can be found on your tax return, and a couple of IRS forms 940, 941, payroll summary report, your W-2 summary, list of employees, earning more than $100,000, your 1099 summary, breakdown of payroll benefits. To get that list, is there a place on your website that they can go and find that list and start checking it off? Well, a great place to start if we're talking about the Paycheck Protection Program is going to be just on the website with the application. And the bank may want to see some other things. They may want to take a look at your income statement, your statement of cash flows, those types of things. So really... And the banks are doing a Herculean effort right now, and I don't think we're giving them enough credit. Um, but really, being able to work through that banker is making things so much quicker. The other thing is, is what do you do if you don't know? I mean, if you've got a small business, you've got two or three employees, and you know you pay someone else to do the payroll, and you don't really have a ton of records, um, you can reach out to one of our resource partners, uh, the Arkansas Small Business Technology and Development Center, 
those folks are fantastic at, at helping you put together the documentation um, for your business. And once we get through the crisis, they're fantastic to help you grow your business. We've also got the Women's Business Centers. We've got SCORE. Um, and then we've got, you know, our regional innovation cluster partners, uh, Startup Junkie um, and uh, The Conductor. So, uh, um, you know, really just getting the documentation together. The first step is call, call your bank. Get on the SBA website, find a bank, download the form. But really it's going to be about, um, you know, it's the relationship that you develop between you and the banker. And the banker might want to see some additional information because at the end of the day what you want to do is give them – accurate information and give them timely information. But if you've got to recreate some of those things, you've got to recreate some of those things. So um, we understand this is an unprecedented crisis and not all businesses have, you know, the same documentation. So building out that documentation will make that process more streamlined for your bank. That's what I worried about. What if you weren't like, I have a payroll company that does our payroll. So it was easy for me to call up and get my 940 forms and my 941 forms and my end of the year FUTA totals but if you're a smaller business, and there's just a few of you, you're saying that the Technology Center score and the Women Business Center and the AIDTC is still open. Oh, oh everybody's absolutely absolutely working at full speed. Our resource partners are, are doing a lot of the lifting for us, and, and we're all working in tandem together. It's, it's, it's the different federal agencies. It's, it's the resource partners. I mean, the chambers are helping push on information. This really is an, an all-of-government and an all-of-American approach to it, and that's really what's going to get us through this. It's, it's not – it's not a, it's not one person in one office in, in D.C. that's doing this. It's it's everybody working together, trying to share information, just like I mean, you're a big part of the solution, getting information out to folks. So it really is all of us working together. And it, it's tough. But together, we're going to get through this. Well said, Jeff. So go to your website, go in there, click on learn more, get a list of the bankers. There's two applications they can fill out. There was the one that Jeff was mentioning earlier that was the economic injury disaster loan. You can get the idle advance of up to $10,000. Everybody should do that that's been affected. Then you should go ahead and find your lender, your bank you want to work with, and start downloading the list of items you need. There's only 11, I believe, items you need. If you put those together, then I think I hear you saying find a uh, resource partner in your area, technology center. SCORE, for people that don't know what SCORE is, I, I can't remember what it stands for. It used to stand for Service Corps of Retired Executives, but they're not all retired, so it's just a word now. <laughs> and then the Women's Business Center, I don't know if you have one in uh, northwest Arkansas, but I know there's one here in Little Rock, Arkansas. And then this money is, if you use it, as Edward was saying, if you use it for payroll, if you use it for rent, and, and if you use it for utilities, much of it's going to be forgiven. All of the payroll will be forgiven, right? We got to remember there's two separate products. If you talk about the PPP or the Paycheck Protection Program, 75% of the funds have to be used for payroll costs. And then the remaining 25% can be used for mortgage interest. We're not going to pay off the principal, but mortgage interest, rent payments, and utilities. And if that's done, then it's going to be forgiven. But, but here's the flip side. Even if it's not forgiven, this is a two-year loan at 1%. That's the closest thing I've ever seen to free money that, that I think you'll ever see to free money. So um, and I'm more concerned with, with getting getting cash into businesses and making sure that, you know, when we're a couple, you know, a couple weeks, a month or whatever away from this, that we can go in and, and we can 
We can send our kids to your school. We can go to your restaurant. And, and that's the goal here is, is for us just to give you, you know, to give the small businesses enough breathing room that they can, they can weather uh, social distancing requirements uh, and, and have a viable business at the end of it. Uh, on the idle, so that's the true economic injury disaster loan. And those funds, and that's up to $2 million, that's at a 3.75% interest rate over 30 years. That's also a pretty good deal. And, and you, you've got more options on what you can use that for. You, the only thing you can't do is you can't double dip the idle advance money. Um, let's say I, I've got one employee. That's $1,000. I can't use that $1,000 for payroll if I'm counting um, you know, on, on the PPP to, to cover my payroll costs. Go in there. Fill out that idle um, application. Click on the advance. It's super quick. It's super easy. You know, if you've got questions, you can call in. But, but I mean, most of it, if you know what, what you, either your Social Security number for your sole proprietor or what your EIN number is, I mean, that's really the only thing you're going to need to look up. Um, probably want to have, a, you know, your income statement from last year just so you know how much revenue you made. Um, but you can be in and out of that in, in 15 minutes at, you know, max if you've got, if, if you, get, you know, if, if you can do TurboTax, you can do that super, super quick. So are you saying that the $10,000, if you were to get the max of the idle, is not a grant, it's a loan at 3%? No. So what you get, and how this works is you, you fill out, you fill out the, the idle application. You click, yes, I want the advance. And I, and I, I like to stress up to 10000 because if you've got one employee, you're going to get $1,000. I don't want you, you know, I don't want you to be disappointed and plan it on ten. Um, and that advance, you don't have to repay. After the after the advance goes into your account, you're going to get a call from a loan officer from the SBA, Office of Disaster Assistance, and they're going to start doing the full application where they're going to want all that other stuff. And then that's a larger loan that you can you don't have to take it if you don't want to, but if you need it, that money will be available. That just takes a little bit longer. Oh, so I think you're saying the $10,000, I keep, I'm, I know I keep coming back to this, but I really want to be clear on it because if I'm not clear on it, I feel like my listeners aren't clear on it. The $10,000 economic injury disaster loan is a grant, but anything above that would be a loan that you would work out with somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. You're tracking. All right. So I think I'm getting clear. And then the PPP, payroll protection program is definitely a grant 75 percent of it has to be used for payroll expenses did, did you hear me tell edward that there was no place for me to add in my rent or my utilities to my application form uh yeah i heard i heard part of that again though i mean you're going to be working with a banker on that and really remember what the spirit of this is for the spirit is hey we want you to keep your employees employed because if you don't keep them, that's when you start having to pay the money back. So what they're saying is, hey, at least 75% of this has got to go to payroll. Okay. And the payroll over uh, for two and a half months, you have to keep your people on the payroll. Right. And my understanding is, is, is they're going to do what was the payroll before? What was the payroll after? Okay, great. We're in good shape. That's right. So the SBA's model is the three C's and a D, counseling, contracting, capital access, and disaster assistance. I think you've hit every one of them in this particular COVID-19 crisis. Well, we're sure needing every single one of them. And, and then there's the fifth C. Uh, we call it the four C's. We, we call it uh, disaster crisis. There's the fifth C, uh, the silent C, which uh, we talk about in Arkansas. But it's community. And it really is community and, um, that's bringing us all together and making this all work. You know, most of your bankers were working all weekend long, and our staff is, is doing absolutely all we can. I know Edward's 
basically 24 hours a day. But I, I want to say it's a couple hundred times what we normally what, what we what we normally do in a year. We're trying to do in um, just just a matter of weeks. So when they're telling everybody to do uh, social distancing, that's just impossible for you to do at this time. You're the exception. Well, I mean, I, I, we're working from from home, and, and we're and we're keeping a, a, an eye on on sort of on sort of what's the, what what we're doing and making sure that we're safe. Doing a lot of Zoom, a lot of Skype meetings. Um, so, I mean, absolutely, we're um, we're being careful about it. So, if the small businesses got three hundred and fifty billion, but the CARE Act was two trillion, how much went uh, to? Two point two, I believe. So, did the rest all go to large businesses? And is the SBA having to do any kind of execution with them? You know, I I, I don't want to speculate. I, I, I'd rather I'd rather just tell you I don't know, and and uh, then give you the wrong information. But you're um, not having to execute any of their any of the rest. You're just doing the t- the three three hundred fifty billion for small businesses is all you're in charge of, right? Well, I mean, there's a couple different things. I, I mean, the PPP is, is is a different part of it. So to give you an idea, last year SBA did sixty three thousand loans valued at twenty eight billion uh, for the twelve months in fiscal year twenty nineteen. How much? Say that again. Sixty-three thousand loans valued at twenty-eight billion. Okay. For fiscal year twenty nineteen. Since April third, we've done four hundred thousand loans at over a hundred billion. So sixty-three for the whole year, sixty-three thousand loans for the whole year, and since April third, four hundred thousand loans. Twenty-eight billion for the whole year last year. Since April third, a hundred billion dollars, with the same number of employees we had five days ago. I I don't know how you're doing it. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing for the community, because that, that is just as critical at this time that, you know, we, we all need to pull together. And uh, like I tell lots of people, it's going to be rough, but we'll get through it and we'll get through it together. So this is another great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. We'll be right back. Long before Beyonce sang this song to the Obamas at the inaugural ball, Etta James sang it on the Dreamland Ballroom stage. Located on the top floor of the FlagandBanner.com building in downtown Little Rock, there lies a historical treasure called the Dreamland Ballroom, where musical greats like Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, and Etta James once played. Thirty years ago, this magnificent venue was destined for the wrecking ball. But since 2009, the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland has worked to restore this piece of Arkansas heritage. They've made it their mission to bring back its history and culture by providing tours, artistic performances, musical education, and cultural outreach. As you walk to the entrance of Dreamland, you'll notice the paver bricks that are engraved with commemorative names and phrases chosen by donors to Dreamland. The Pave the Way fundraiser is an ongoing project of the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland. Paver bricks are available for you to be a part of this restoration project Visit dreamlandballroom.org to find out how you can contribute. I want to tell everybody you're listening again to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking to the SBA Senior Area Manager, Mr. Jeff Salzer. Let's recap. We've only got a few more minutes. Let's recap. We're going to do everybody that's been affected needs to go to the SBA.gov and apply for the Economic Injury Disaster Loan there's an idle advance up to $10,000. You get $1,000 per each employee. If you need more than that, get with a banker, and they can give you a 3% loan if you need more money than that. In addition, 
you can go to a bank you can go to the sba.gov website you can learn click on learn more and you can find a list of banks the sba is partnering with banks and guaranteeing loans through these banks for the payroll protection program if you find a lender go down there open an account with them and then begin the process of getting together your 11 documents you need. You need to be able to answer questions about your payroll. You will be given 2.5, two and a half times the amount of money you spent in payroll for one month. So the sum of your monthly payroll, you'll be given two and a half times. And that 75% of that money can be spent on payroll over the next two and a half months. 25% of it can be spent on uh, rent and utilities all of which is going to be forgiven to keep the economy moving. Because people don't realize it, but small businesses employ 54% of the jobs in America. You think it's the big companies, and they do a lot, but it's almost right down the middle of what small businesses do and what large businesses do. And everybody that just about can apply for that small business loan that's under 500 employees so, have I missed anything? I think you've got it, ma'am. I think you've got it. All right. We're going to put all of this on ArkansasFlagandBanner.com's website. We're going to make a podcast available of this if anybody wants to share it. We may end up calling Jeff, you, and Edward Haddock back sometime and recap if things start getting a little crazy. I can't thank you enough for your dedication to the small businesses and the peoples of Arkansas. I just can't thank you enough it really is truly our passion i can't thank you enough for what you're doing to get the information out there we'll get through it and it's because of folks like you and 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 all the different folks that are pulling together that's going to make this uh come through us we'll come to the other side stronger stay healthy thanks jeff to all our listeners thank you for spending time with us we hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it whatever it is will help you up your business today save your business keep your independence and have a great life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio show, and choose today's guest. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, contact me, Gray, that's G-R-A-Y, at flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcasts wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.